Hey, Kent. Hey, David. How's it going, man? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing pretty well, thank you. Welcome to the Dudes in Kansas show with your hosts, Kent and David. A little breakdown here for you. We're going to cover news, local news, which tried drive-in, the movie The Burbs, games, Super Mario Land, and we're going to talk about this fine piece of equipment, and we're going to talk about the things that kids say. I've got two gems from my children to share. Without further ado, man. Welcome. Thank you. Hey, let's start out with talking about the Wichita drive-in. I don't know if you knew this, and the Wichita audience knew this, but uh, we almost lost our beloved drive-in in town. The uh, owner actually tried selling it, and there was a rally cry, and we were a- able actually to save it. And there was a huge, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, a Facebook pledge going out there to see how get people to raise money. And then there's this gentleman out of Oklahoma who owns drive-ins who actually stepped up to help run this place. And I believe there's a, pri- oh, nice. yeah, there's a private person here in town that actually bought it, hired this guy from Oklahoma who knows how to run drive-ins supposedly. And those child drive-ins up and going again. So it wasn't the city that bought it, but somebody else who That's stepped right. up and decided that with all the outcry and public opinion that we needed to keep the the drive-in. So did they keep the name Starlight Drive-In or is it? No, I believe that is. They have a new logo. They kept the name. Um, I think the, old, the city loaned. I'm not really for sure on the uh, all the details here, okay? I was just super excited to hear the drive-in is still open. Yeah, no kidding. I think the lo- city uh, loaned uh, 200000 for the help of new projectors. Okay. Um, yeah, kind of get it back up into a uh, modern-day standard, probably. E- exactly. Cool. Exactly. So, uh, some of my greatest memories is I remember my father would take us to the Wichita drive-in when I was young. And it was cool because um, we, we, we'd go in a truck and he'd throw some air mattresses in the back with blankets get some pillows and we go get popcorn and we just sit back and watch movies till like 2 a.m. Because you get like, you pay, I don't remember, like a truckload for one price and then Mm -hmm. you get to watch three movies. All honesty, I have not been to our lovely drive-in. I apologize to the owners. Kent and I were just talking about the fact that we needed to set up one of our Friday nights to involve going to the drive-in and to indoctrinate the family. That's right. So I can tell you that most of my movie watching experiences, if my memories are of you and I going and seeing the movies at the Deerbrook 24. That's right. In Humble, Texas, back in the early 90s. That's right. We, so, we went and saw a lot of movies. So anyways, Yes, we did. I'm pretty excited that they're back in action. They're open. I recommend people taking your youngsters or if you're not married or you don't have any children, Go anyways. It's a really good deal. It's a really cool environment, and it's it's just it's 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 a fun thing to do here in town. Yeah, good date night, nostalgic feel. People have been doing drive-ins for about as long as movies been around. So there exactly. you go. I don't cool, think, man. I don't remember there being a drive-in in Houston, Texas. Do you, was there? I don't think so. It was probably so hot you'd incinerate in the uh, humidity and sun. So and that and be so like all the loudness of the traffic and the mm-hmm. lights. So the fact that there's one here in Kansas, that's pretty cool. Actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. And little known fact, right north of the drive-in is a park, Chapin Park. Really? Yeah. There's a dog park there as well as a playground for kids. And there's also an AMA sanctioned fly field for the RC um, pilots. That's one. Fly their planes. That's so. good. That's good to hear. I like that. Fine, buddy. All right, what do you got next on docket today, buddy? 
movie. Actually, this is this is your movie to discuss because I have not seen it. I can't believe you've not seen this movie. Okay. February of 1989. Okay. It's a film that pokes fun at suburban environments and they're sometimes eccentric dwellers. Ah, eccentric dwellers. Very nice. exactly. And so the movie stars Tom Hanks, Mm -hmm. the late Carrie Fisher. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Carrie Fisher. It has uh, also Corey Feldman in there. Remember Mm. the Corey and Corey guys Mm -hmm. from back in the 80s? So Feldman's in this one. Awesome movie. Uh, It's about this cul-de-sac of really close neighbors. You know, we're talking all the cookie cutter homes and you Mm -hmm. got the guys that mow the lawn and watering. And then there's just this one house and it just, it just, um, it's just dank. It's not quite like the others, huh? No, okay. it's, it's run down. The lawn is not in good shape. And the, the neighbors are just, well, they're just, they're just fed up. They want to know what's going on. Why is no one in this house? And if they are, why do they not come out and hang out? Kind of sounds like our neighborhood, huh? Yes, you know, exactly. Suburban neighborhood, a I understand. Suburban yeah. neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, it's a great movie. A lot of fun, a lot of laughter. You know, it's not totally realistic. You know, they end up you know, catch the, the eccentric dwellers house on fire as they break in. Well, and, and, and it's, it's a poke fun of like a little bit of a horror film as well, mm-hmm. because the dweller that they're having an issue with is also, you know, uh, you know, incinerating bodies in the basement, but <laughs> oh, so the re- yeah, so there's some reality to their issues yes. with the with the owner. Exactly. Okay. But um, it, it's a it, it's a fun little movie that dates back, you know, 20 plus 30, you know, oh, oh my goodness, I, I could almost say 30 years. Well, it's 2019, yeah, so that was, uh, came it was out 1989. Yeah, it came out February 89. Yeah, so it is 30 years, It's dude. 30 years. Wow. Yeah. Great movie <laughs> for anybody that has not seen it. And if you have seen it, uh, you know, post, hey, what was your funny part of, funniest part of the movie, man? I still think the great one is, you know, uh, Corey Feldman looking at the neighbor's wife because the neighbor's wife is wearing short shorts. <laughs> was the neighbor's wife Carrie Fisher by it, any it chance? It was not Carrie. Carrie Fisher. It was someone else. I can't remember the name, but Carrie Fisher wears some short shorts in this movie too. Very nice. If you're a Carrie Fisher fan, you will not be disappointed. Well, I was going to say most children of the 80s that grew up watching Star Wars are all Carrie Fisher fans. That's true. Because everybody loves some Princess Leia (laughs) and her buns. That's very, very (laughs) true. Very true. What else you got, my friend? All right. Game Super Mario Land. Oh, how could I not forget? April of 1989. So almost another 30 years from now. Yep. The Game Boy, which this lovely device that we have in front of us, the game Super Mario Land came out. Why that's significant to me is I played that game until I beat it. Oh, nice. And not just once, not twice, multiple times. So have you heard the term Nintendo? Hard. Oh yes. Yeah. The mode they made games so specifically difficult so that you couldn't beat them in one sitting. That's right. And what's nice about the Game Boy here, if anybody ever had one, they don't build toys like they used to. This thing is rock solid, and I I know because I would get so frustrated with some of the games that I would just want to just pound on it or smash the buttons 
or something because I just want to beat it because it's that Nintendo hard you talked about. Oh, yeah. And uh, believe it or not, I believed if uh, the batteries were not corroded in this thing, this thing would probably still light right up. And and speaking of that, if you want to fix that Game Boy, there's a, there's a guy out on YouTube. His channel is My Retro Future. And I stumbled upon him because he was fixing up a Sony. No, it doesn't matter. It may have been a Panasonic. It could have been anything, but it was a really nice metal cassette player and a portable cassette player. Really, really nice design to it. And the care and time he spent with the restoration on that, I then turned around. I was like, well, what else does he restore? What else does he fix? Because I love watching things getting fixed and things being built, anything like that. So I saw him restore a Nintendo Color a Game Boy Color, several other things. So I highly recommend it if you're into that kind of stuff. It's like a how it's made, but uh, in restoration form. So it's pretty cool. Dude, that's pretty cool. And he's just a kid, you say? Well, I'm not sure exactly how old he is. He has a a British accent. Uh, I apologize if I'm misplacing your accent, but yeah, he's younger than we are. He's a kid. He's a kid. But that being said, he has a deep, uh, passion for classic hardware from the 70s and 80s and likes to restore it. So it's kinda pretty like cool. Us. Yeah, like kind of like us, have talk, passion about it. Talking about the 80s and 90s. Oh, yeah. Love it, dude. That's awesome. That's good stuff. Thank you for sharing. No problem. All right, what else you got there? You got, we talked about the movie. We talked about yeah. the game. Yep, yep, yep. So I'm going to slide to toys. Okay, we haven't talked about toys yet. Star Wars, slide back to the wars. Cool. They had amazing marketing in the 70s and 80s on their toys. Okay. They created essentially the concept of toy collecting and had rare toys. And there's so much history different things that have happened with the toy collecting crowd of, of the early now vintage Star Wars toys. However, when... I was around 12 and they started coming out with Star Wars toys again, the Power of the Force series. My dad and I went out collecting. We cool. had a lot of fun doing it. It was a bonding experience. We got we hunted through racks of toys. We would go to the stores when they would have deliveries so we could see the boxes getting opened and have the first chance to look at the toys. You know, it, it was in many ways could be considered silly, but it was a wonderful bonding experience with my dad. And I remember it very vividly today. We collected toys and we collected toys and we collected toys. And I have actually, I'm going to make a correction. 1995 was when the Power of the Force series came out. Red cards, then green. I have all those toys now and I've started selling them. Wow. And I had my first sell the other day. It's, uh, you know, they don't have the value like the vintage toys do. But it, it's still pretty neat opening the boxes. It's like opening a treasure chest into my past and opening them up. And any of them that really have no value, I'm going to give to the kids and see if they enjoy it or give to other kids. Uh, share what I won't use or what I can't sell. That's awesome. I, yeah. I think the only thing that I really collected that I still keep is uh, I got some old baseball cards. Mm-hmm. My my grandmother used to work for Kaufman, mm-hmm. who used to own the Kansas City Royals. So she gave me a ton of Kansas City Royals collectible stuff. I'm very, very, very lucky to have it. I've yeah, always no been kidding. a diehard, you know, a diehard Kansas City Royals fan. I was never a, a bandwagon fan. I was there when they were losing 
They had hundred plus season games that yeah. they lost, and not the, not a fair weather fan. That's right, a yeah, fair yeah, weather yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. And I was there when uh, they went to the World Series in 2014 and mm-hmm. 2015. Yeah, exciting stuff. So, anyways, I have a lot of Kansas City Royals baseball cards, you know, a lot of cards from that generation as well, the 80s and 90s, everything from King mm-hmm. Griffey Jr. to the Brett Saberhagens to yeah, all your different exactly. all your different cards. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Kansas City Royals though. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Oh, yeah. He was a cool cat, you know, played both sides. Yes, he did. I, I was a huge Bo Jackson fan back in the day. He was my jam until he broke his hip. And yeah, and that, yeah. That I feel bad for him, but. Yeah, that's life. That's life. That's right. I've never really checked the value on these things because I've never really, you know, uh, thought about getting rid of it. Uh, long story short, I think that's cool how you're going through all your old relics, all your old. Oh, yeah. I'll probably just, you know, baseball cards don't take up a lot of space. I have them locked up. And so uh, it's I'll probably keep them and give them to my kids or something one day. Um, Another thing that I do collect is 124 scale model cars. Yeah. I love those things. You also do uh, the engage trains. Uh, yeah, you know, I I had a bunch of micro machines as mm-hmm. a child, and I gave them to my uh, my youngest son Corbin. He has a fascination with trains, so I bought him an uh, engage train set. And the micro machines aren't quite the scale, but they're really, really close. really close to that engage. Yeah, that's cool. So we take all the buildings and all the cars with the micro machines, you know, and it pretty much you know lines right up with the engage train. Very uh, cool. Just a fun little project I do with Corbin. That's a blast. Anything that you can do to bond with your kids, share not only your fascinations uh, of your past, but also in what they're passionate about, that's going to last a lifetime. It really does. Because that's what I remember about being with my mom and dad. They're still alive. That's not a past thing, but just that those are the bonding moments is when you're doing those things. And my dad fixed a lot of stuff. I watched him fix plumbing, electrical, just about anything you can imagine, computers. And I watched him intently. And it's part of the reason why I think I'm fascinated with doing the same thing. Cool, buddy. Love it. Hey, uh, look, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I got me a new jacket. Yes, you did. I did. You motivated me. You inspired I, me. I did motivate you. You had it on in the last video, so I apologize for not saying anything oh, no, then. no, no, no. You're but okay. this is a fine specimen, man. Where where did you acquire said specimen? Oh, man, I have to. This is a throw out to my old man, my mm-hmm. father. I said, my dad, he has a, a great collection of sports coats mm-hmm. all the way from the 70s to today. And I said, I said, I could went up to him. I said, look, dad, David busted out his old man's old sport coat. I said, I got to follow up with something cool. <laughs> and, you know, he's like, yeah, let's go see what I got, you know, and he still wears his stuff. Mm-hmm. There were some really cool 70s ones. And he goes, oh, I still wear those. And I said, yeah, I think that's totally cool. And he, and he goes, hey, what about this one? And I said, oh, that's totally Miami Vice-like. It is very Miami Vice. Oh, I said, yeah, dad, that's like 80s, man. That's like right in my alley. So he said, all right, here you go, buddy. Nice. I was, I, I was like, yes. This is Got to like, rummage through the old man's closet. I That's did. awesome. It's like going through a treasure chest <laughs> and coming out looking like Don Johnson, man. <laughs> oh, man. It, it feels, that is great. It feels good. It's not too heavy. It's light. It doesn't really fit. You know, I'm kind of a lanky type of guy. Yeah, you get it trimmed up a little bit in the middle, and I think it'll be perfect, man. Exactly. So I think, you know, uh, you inspired me with this cool coat. I think I'm going to wear You're one welcome. right along next with you.
good sports coat. You get the right cut, the right look. You can wear it with jeans. You can wear it to dress up things that are really dressed down. Sometimes I'll wear a t-shirt and jeans and dress shoes and you get the just the right balance and it can dress up something, but it still has a casual enough look that you kind of bridge that gap. And then when you leave work, you take the jacket off and you can be ready to bum around. I love so. it. I'm thinking about popping the collar. Popping the collar yeah. on <laughs> Not on the sports coat. No, no, on the inside shirt. On the inside Uh, shirt, well. I was checking out some uh, old Miami Vice pictures today. Yeah, yeah. Because once I got the jacket and uh, Don Johnson, uh, he's wearing t-shirts under these things. I Mm -hmm. thought, oh, that's awesome. But I thought doing the whole cool pop in the collar thing, you know, like they did back in the 80s. I might give it a try. Like the preppies from the 80s did? Yeah, yeah. Pop it up. Pop That's it pretty up. Too. That's pretty funny, man. Goat. So anyways, um, I got lucky, found me an old relic nice. like you did. And so I think I'm going to sport it on the show. This is, this is an, it's reminiscing and living it and feeling it and loving it. So. Exactly. So, hey, guys, um, you got any pictures of sports coats? Stick them on the comment section. Love to see what you got, man. If you have your favorite, whatever, it could be your favorite purse. If you happen to be a lady who's watching. Yeah, from grandma. You could, you know, whatever uh, strikes your fancy uh, is something classic that you enjoy from your parents or even your grandparents. Give us a shout out on what it is. Heck yeah. Love it, buddy. Well, hey, believe it or not, it's 20 minutes. We're at 20 minutes already. We're at 20 minutes. Time flies when you're having fun. Well, then I've got one thing and then we'll close it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things kids say. We didn't get any in our last episode. However, my wife texted me a gem. Henry said, did you know the biggest magnet on earth is the earth? I was like, I don't know if that's profound or funny things kids say. I, hmm. You tell us what you think. Things and that then, make you uh, go, hmm. Yeah. Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Little Arsenio Hall. <laughs> so uh, one more. Lillian uh, was about to go on a uh, camp out and there was a gentleman who had a long beard and he was in his scout. He's one of the scout leaders. So he was in his scouting attire and you could consider that he did kind of look hippie-ish, a really nice guy. But she said to this gentleman with the long beard, she said, oh, cool van. He had this big white 15 passenger van. Oh, cool van. You should make it a hippie van. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. Tact, Lillian, tact here. But <laughs> we can't falter. She's a child. Hey, how did the guy take it? Did he just giggle? I think he just walked on. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't see it. My wife told me about it in passing. So that's funny. There we go. Love it, buddy. Uh, don't really have anything. Uh, I'm sure my kids say something funny all the time. I just did not notate it because they're just funny. There you go. So you want to close this out? Or you want me to? Dude, you say it so beautifully. Please let's give the closing statement. All right. Subscribe if you like us. Even if you don't, subscribe. <laughs> Leave a comment. Be constructive. We're on Podbeam at uh, dudesincansasshow.podbean.com. And you're on Podbeam listening to us. You can find us at Dudes in Kansas Show at YouTube. Like, give us thumbs up if you like it. Give us thumbs down if you don't. Leave a comment if you do give us a thumbs one way or the other. And uh, have a wonderful day. Love it. Thank you, David, right. so much. Good seeing you. See you later, man. Bye.